We live? Am I live? We're live. Are we live? Hello. Yes, we are live. That took a very long time. Jesus. Okay. Uh, what's up, everyone? I'm back. Where's Mitch been? Wow, it feels like it's been a hot minute. Hey, I just got out of a hot shower. Um, my hair, everyone's telling my, telling me my hair is getting, um, apparently like this isn't, pro, uh, this isn't appropriate. This isn't appropriate. Um, so hopefully you guys are okay with this. I got in the car the other night with, um, with my mum and then my brother and they both looked at me and they're like, Whoa, what are you doing? You, you cannot be like that. You cannot do that. Um, so she was like going out to dinner. And she handed me her comb. She's like, you need to comb your hair. So I started, uh, I'd comb my hair and I don't know. I kind of like it. I just, I mean, if I do this, it kind of looks like I have a mullet, um, which I mean, the mullet's an interesting look, isn't it? But we are, we're almost there guys. We're almost there. And uh, I think, I mean, this is a bit, uh, and I'll get to the title of this video. I was thinking about this is, um, you know, our life is like the seasons of the year and in winter it gets cold and, you know, the sun's not out for as long. So you get rest and maybe that's when the crops aren't growing as well. So you're, uh, you know, getting your, your hoe out and, and uh, getting the soil already and then summer comes around and they start growing and whatever, right? There's all these cycles. And I think, you know, looking back at, uh, what was it like two years ago when I sort of started doing all of this, this mindset stuff, this online, um, online coaching, online business sort of thing, uh, going all in on the social media. I was like, you know, in, I had my fucking bed in the background. I had blue walls. Um, I had this weird, like faded, uh, faded haircut, um, which looked okay, but I was like, I had no facial hair. I was like this little boy and looking back, I'm just like, what the hell? And then, you know, I, uh, things progress and change. And then I'll started shaving my head and I'll grow a beard. And then I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just, I just want long hair. Like whenever I see some like spiritual, kind of guru or like a uh, a Chinese philosopher or some shit and they just have long hair. I'm just like, you know what? I want that. And my brother has a long hair. And I was like, you know what? I want long hair. And uh, I don't think it's an excuse. I mean, it obviously is an excuse. I hate it when uh, people say, oh, I'm not making excuses, but it was I didn't have enough sleep or I wasn't focused enough or I didn't do enough work. It's like, but that's an excuse. What do you mean? It's like when someone says to you, hey, off the record, I don't actually like you. It's off the record though. So we're cool, right? So I don't think it's an excuse when I say this. I mean, it, it probably is, but I think that the journey of going from bald, you know, shaved head to long hair, I've kind of taken this opportunity to um, change a lot about not who I am, but sort of become more of who I am. And I don't know, experiment with some things. And the title uh, of this video that hopefully it, it, it hooked you in and reeled you in. Let me know if you did and you're watching. Hashtag replay if you're watching this at a 10 a.m. on a uh, 
on a Wednesday is when this is being, uh, this is live, right? I'm going to start doing them more in the day because I cannot sleep at night and I'm, I need me some sleep. So I'm giving up like literally um, because it's just too hard and I just want to go back to how things were. So, yeah, I'm giving up who I used to be, my old standards, my old thoughts, my old habits, my old rituals that I would do day after day after day. I'm fucking giving up on that shit. I'm fucking sick of it. And I know I preach uh, balance and... uh, and gratitude and presence and love and all that. And obviously this isn't, uh, <laughs> this isn't love where I'm not saying, Oh, I fucking hate that old Mitch, that old version of me. Fuck him. It's not like that. I think it gets clouded sometimes because, and this might be the same for you with your family, with your work, with, uh, maybe when you go to the gym, maybe there's these certain social circles or places that you hang out on the internet where you have to sort of put on a bit of a mask or you're kind of masquerading as the person who you're not completely comfortable with being 100% of the time. So I don't take my coaching Mitch and then, and this actually happens, like I'll do a coaching session and then straight after I'll call my girlfriend and uh, I'll be in coach mode and she'll say, oh, Mitch, I'm so tired. I've had such a long day. When a female says that, you go, oh, no, honey, that really sucks. You know, let me make dinner and we'll, you know, we'll go to bed. But I'm like, oh, well, have you been doing enough sleep? Oh, maybe you're not inspired enough. What, how are you? We were inspired. Oh, what happened there? We'll go to that moment. And it's just like, dude, she's your girlfriend, not your coaching client. So there's all these, uh, all these little masks that we wear throughout the day. And I think that me coming on social media, I mean, obviously, if you've uh, spoken to me, uh, I'm a bit like this, but I think a lot of the time I have such a high standard for myself that when I'm like, I feel like I'm performing and I want to, because, you know, if you're giving up, not giving up, but if you are uh, watching me or listening to me or whatever it is, investing your time to spend time with me, spend your energy with me. I don't know. Give some sort of uh, transactional value uh, exchange with me. Then I want to give you like my best. And I think, you know, I have it up on my wall here. The best is the enemy of good. The best is the enemy of good. And what that means is it's, it's progress over perfection. So, and I, uh, I, I had this example the other day where if I've got a, let's see, if I've got a, if I'm holding onto a pink highlighter, right? I have a pink highlighter. In order for me to pick up the yellow highlighter, I have to drop the pink highlighter. Now, if I don't want to drop it, I'm never going to evolve to the next level. So I need to give up on all of these pink habits in order to evolve to the yellow habits. So what needs to happen, right? I've got to drop that motherfucker. Just like 
the fat kid on the football team, he's getting dropped. If he can't hang with the, the big boys, this is a hierarchy we live in, believe it or not, right? You can live in your uh, equality, sort of conformity, everyone's the same, participation award fucking life, but the life I believe and I want to live in is a life where it's a hierarchy, you know? And that's a, it's a good thing. It's also a bad thing, right? So I have to drop the pink highlighter in order to make room for the yellow. Now, that's not an instant transaction. I don't drop the pink highlighter and instantly get the yellow. So, I mean, coming back to the fucking, you know, Mitch got out of the shower and his hair and his story on the weekend. Is, I've dropped the shaved head. And now I'm in the process of picking up the long hair and I've taken that. I mean, I'm very philosophical, 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 abstract. And I, uh, I, I see the symbolism of growing my, I mean, Mitch, you're making a big deal. You're just growing your hair, but I'm, I see it as a symbolic thing where I'm, I'm changing uh, the way that I think so that it matches who I am. Does that make sense? I'm changing. I'm not, I'm not sort of changing who I am because I want to, I already am who I am. I want to be more of who I am. I want to embrace who I am. I want to be able to feel congruent and aligned with the actions that I take and feel meaning and purpose. And I want to fucking wake up in the morning and be super inspired. I just like, do you want to be better? Do you want to have more love, more gratitude, more inspiration? Like, do you want to feel like oh, you're more, you're more wise? I don't know. Is that a thing that just I have? I mean, I love the idea of being a, a philosopher. Like you literally, your job is to find the wisdom and to teach people about the wisdom. Like that to me is like, oh, oh, right. Uh, maybe it's not wisdom for you. Maybe it's uh, just being a better partner, being a better dad, a mum, a employee, a boss, you know, whatever it is, better body. I think that's, yeah, we get caught up. And uh, this book that I'm reading at the moment, uh, the Tao Te Ching, Tao Te Ching, uh, talks about in there, if you want to, if you have the desire to improve, you will always live in dissatisfaction and suffering. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? So if we want to improve, then we're fucked, <laughs> basically, right? And it's like, well, I want to improve who I am. If you think that you need to improve who you are, I want you to, to, to challenge that. And I want you to consider this. Is it who you are that you don't like? Or is it the habits, the thoughts, the beliefs that you have? Because I think, I think they are different because they are for me. I know that three months ago, Let's say, I mean, I have this sort of mantra, this thing where it's like, I want to be a completely different person every three months. Uh, and what that means to me is I want to be able to look back three months ago and be like, wow, um, that wasn't good enough. 
Like got to raise my standards uh, and I'm obsessed with it. And I think this, you know, when I read that line, it's like, if you want to improve, you're going to suffer. And back to the, the hair and the, the seasons and the cycles, everything is a big cycle. We have this circle of life. And in that, the Shakespeare says this, we have seven stages of life. So in each of those stages, there is another circle, right? Of the birth, the call to adventure, the journey, the trials that you go on, the people you meet, the support you have. And then there's the getting the gold, the boon, which is a new word. Have you heard of that word before, boon? Uh, it's in this other book. And you, you get the boon, which means the good shit. And then you bring it back to society and you integrate it and you are more courageous and you're more of a leader. So there's all of these, you know, there's a circle of life. There's the seven stages in life. And each of those seven stages is another circle. And then in each of those stages, there's all these other circles and these cycles that you go in because uh, it's fluid. Like a seed doesn't just bang, turn into a tree. It goes through all of these cycles. Just like when I had a shaved head, now I have longer hair. I don't just wake up and my hair's just way longer. It's It goes through all of these phases and cycles and all this shit. So I took the opportunity of growing my hair out to really consider what, what I'm doing and, and, and think extremely deeply about things. And I, uh, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. One of my favorite scenes in Sherlock Holmes, uh, where he sits down at a restaurant and, you know, he's with someone else. I think it's um, Holmes's, uh, sorry, I think it's Watson's girlfriend or whatever. And then Watson's girlfriend gets up and Sherlock's like, this is going to happen. That's happened. This, this, this. And then she goes, wow, how do you know all that? And he's like, I see everything. And she goes, whoa. And he goes, it is my curse. And it's like, fuck. He's like, that's his, a lot of people would look at Sherlock Holmes and be like, you know, fucking, he's so good, such a good detective. He sees everything. He's got powers, insane powers of deduction, um, all this. But it's also a curse because he he sees everything. He notices everything. And it gets, I think for him, it would be extremely overwhelming. And I think that, I mean, I'm not fucking Sherlock Holmes here, but I think I overthink so many things and I have, I have such a high standard for myself in my reading, my writing and my teaching and, and thinking for myself, right. That my, my values and my purpose, I have such a high standard in those and I have, you know, massive, massive goals in, in those, but then I go to like my health or I go to like doing a, a podcast or I go to in my friendships or I go with my clients and I have the same, I have the same standards and I'm sort of comparing the standards that I have in my business to the standards that I have with my, my research. And it's not that uh, that's a bad thing. It's obviously that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of benefits to that. I just think that I get so caught up and overwhelmed when I'm not achieving at the level I want to be in my uh, you know, other areas of my life. 
And I think it is the power of giving up on unrealistic standards that I have for myself. Because as, you know, as I've grown and, and gone through all the levels, I start to notice things. I start to read more authors and more advanced authors. I start to understand different content that I see on the internet about marketing, about sales, um, about philosophy, about psychology, uh, about relationships, all this stuff. And I start to notice it a lot more. And it's like, you've got to be so certain that what you're going after is really who you are. Now, I say that again. You need to make sure that what you're going after is who you are, not what you want, but who you are. And it's that, it's just like what I said before, it's, it's we're not becoming, we're not changing, we're becoming more of who we are. It's uh, like if you're uh, familiar with Michael Mojo, he says you, you a um, someone who chips away at a statue, whatever they're called, they will start with a, a big block of fucking stone. And then they just chip away at all the shit that isn't, I think it's Michelangelo. I don't know. They chip away at all that isn't the, the statue that they're creating. And that's, that's really what we're doing. And I think that's, yeah, give up on who you're not. And there's this whole psychological thing that's called loss aversion. And it basically states that we don't want to give up. Um, we don't want, if we perceive we've put in effort or money into something, we are going to stick with it because we are scared of losing what we've just worked for. So uh, let's say a lot of this happens. I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm halfway through the book. I'm not enjoying the book that much. It's whatever. And instead of just giving up and, you know, this book's not for me, I give up. I'm going to read another book. Instead of doing that, I'm like, well, I've already spent six hours reading half of the book. Maybe I'm just going to read all of it. You know, I've just gotten this new job. It was really hard to get this new job. Six months later, oh, I don't really like it. Ugh. But I don't want to quit or ask for a raise or look for other jobs because took a lot of effort to get this job. So I'm just going to stay here, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later, you're still in the same job. So I think it's uh, such a, such a blessing, such a gift to be able to let go of things like, fuck, what a power it is to let go of things. I want to think about kids when I say that. And it's not that a little a little kid, you know, let's say a five-year-old, if they're playing with something and then now it's dinner time, but they, they're not, um, they don't want to stop playing for dinner, but then they eventually, oh, okay, yep, okay, I'll play dinner. I'll play dinner. I'll have dinner. And, you know, by bedtime, 
they've completely forgotten that their day was ruined because they had to stop playing and start eating dinner. Like fucking kids are just brilliant, aren't they? Because they can just, I mean, they'll have a, they'll spit the dummy like, oh, fuck. And then, I mean, I hope your five-year-old doesn't say that. Oh, fuck. And then they'll go and stop, stop doing what they're doing and they'll start doing something else. And then, you know, an hour later, they've completely forgotten. They've completely let it go. And I think coming back also to the whole uh, entertaining thing, uh, wanting to perform, I guess, it's, it's not so much being uh, angry at who I was. I think it's also about like, I want to exaggerate things so that you get the point, so that I get the point, so that I can sort of connect with you emotionally and give you an experience. You know, I read this thing the other day where I want to transfer knowledge into an experience. And I think that's the whole piece of the puzzle that I'm missing out on. It's like, yeah, Mitch, you can sit in your fucking office all day reading books and it might be the same for you. You know, you can go to the gym all day, but if you're not going to use that body in the gym to perform better at work or to get the relationship that you want or to play with your children, you know, to a greater degree, then like really uh, you're not taking full advantage. It's like on the hero's journey, and this happens in some stories, the, the hero will go off on the quest and then they'll find the dragon, they'll slay the dragon, they'll take the gold, right? They've acquired the gold and then they just won't return to the city. They'll just hang out and be on their own for the rest of their life. And I think as you, as you evolve, the more things you need to give up and the more committed you need to be to one thing, one big thing, and that is your mission. That's what I talk about in here. It's this big, big goal that just keeps pulling you forward and everything you do. You know, the more things that are linked to your big mission, to your big goal, the more purpose, the more meaning, the more inspiration you're going to have, the more focus, the more drive, the more energy. And I think it's like tweaking the big mission. What's the big mission that I have? What's the big goal? What's my, you know, my core driving force? Who am I really? And what's the biggest, most ambitious goal that I can think of that aligns with who I am. Not something that someone else has done, not someone else's goal, not trying to be someone else, but like what is your unborrowed, unique vision? And then once your vision, once your unborrowed and unique vision and your unique self line up, then bang set goals, track it, and you're going to get challenges. You're going to get a fuckload of challenges. But that's the fun of it, right? Because if there were no challenges, no one would want to do it. Like it's the, I, uh, you know, fucking quote Mitch Ping. And, oh, I read this book. But in this book called The Dip, a very short book by Seth Godin, he talks about Value is in scarcity. So if, let's say, in Australia, 
or in Adelaide, which is a million kids graduate school in one year. Now, out of those million kids, 200,000 go to university. I mean, I have no fucking idea if that's uh, correct. It's probably way off, but just roll with me here. So out of a million kids, they go to school, 200,000 go to university. Now, why is getting a university degree valuable? I mean, if it is valuable anymore. I mean, maybe if you're a doctor or a lawyer or uh, engineer. But anyway, why is a university degree valuable? We say, hey, here's my resume. I've got a university degree. The, the university degree is valuable because not everyone has one. If everyone had a university degree, it would be worthless, right? So here, I've, here's a, uh, a university degree. Now, what happens when you uh, specialize at uni? Let's say you get a, a PhD for layman's, you know, for, or no, actually, instead of a PhD, let's use a doctor. So out of those 200,000 people that went to university, how many of them are doing their doctor, that going to medical school, are becoming doctors, right? So out of those 200,000, 10,000 became doctors. Wow, that's a lot of fucking doctors. And let's say 1,000 became doctors. Out of 200,000 people, 1,000 became doctors. Now, why is a doctor valid? Why do doctors get paid so much fucking money? Because they have to spend their entire life and all of their savings, all of their money on the fucking degree, on the uh, going to medical school, on becoming a doctor. So the value is in the scarcity. If you have an, a completely unique, unborrowed vision, if you know who you are, really, like if you're getting, I mean, I shouldn't, no one's going to know exactly who they are. If you're more clear on yourself than anyone else, you know what? You are one of a motherfucking kind. You're a snowflake. You're a thumbprint. You are completely unique. Do you know what that makes you? You're one in fucking 7 billion. Do you know how fucking valuable you are? Honestly, and I'm just realizing this as I'm speaking. Jesus, that's fucking crazy, isn't it? Holy shit. So the value is in scarcity. If there's, if there's only one of you, you have one unique set of values, one unique purpose, a unique mission. Every second that you spend doing something that isn't congruent with your big mission, with who you are, you are devaluing yourself. And I'm not just saying that to you. I'm saying that to me because that's absolutely fucking the most true shit. Mitch Ping has, has ever said. And if you're going to quote me on anything, fucking quote me on that. Because I have devalued myself for too fucking long and I give up. I'm giving up on doing that shit. I give up on fucking subordinating to people for no fucking reason. You know, I was in the shower. I mean, this is the level that I, I think at, of think at. I was thinking, because uh, I'm doing some wealth linking, some mindset work around uh, money at the moment. Now, what happens with money if... I believe if you take something off someone unreasonably, unjustly, and it's unequal, then I'm going to, so I've taken something off someone unreasonably. Now I'm going to feel like I need to give to others unreasonably to, to balance that out. So I was thinking, and, and please, um, I was going to say, please don't hate me if I do this, but who fucking cares? 
hate me, like me, whatever. Uh, I'm sure everyone has uh, had a moment in their life where their morals and ethics have have slipped slightly. So I went, uh, I, I was playing tennis, maybe I was 14, and they had like a one of those trust, they had a fridge full of Coke and Mars bars and Powerades and shit, whatever. And they, uh, you know, there's no lock or anything on it. It's just like a, a thing of money in there. And, uh, you know, me being the 14-year-old cool kid trying to impress my friends or whatever, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty. I go in the fridge and I like, you know, I think I took a Mars bar and didn't pay any money, right? And I was th- like, I haven't thought of that in like fucking 10 years. Now I'm in the shower, shower thoughts, and I get this fucking thought of, wow, I've just taken... I've just taken something. Um, I feel guilty about like, fuck, I want to go back to the tennis club and like pay the money now. And um, so there's all these little challenges and traps that will keep coming up and they'll keep wanting you to subordinate. So now I feel like, oh, I'm now I need to do things for that tennis club. So it's, <laughs> it's going through the process of being like, hey, if I... Learn from that, that's the value exchange. If I learn from that, if I, I know that I'm going to be able to impact that tennis club because if I have kids and they want to play tennis, I'll send them to that tennis club. If I hear someone talking, then I'll refer to that tennis club. I need to get out of my head with that bullshit. Not that it's okay to steal or, or you know, break the boundaries of a respected team or culture i don't think that's um you know always the best thing to do sometimes it's appropriate but you get what i'm trying to say so i need to learn from that and and realize that if i dedicate my life my actions my thoughts to being the the unique version of me and the the scare like think of that Thing is scarce. Like you're fucking, you're one of a kind. You know how valuable that makes you. You have this one unique dream and vision. And if you make that come true, you like the entire universe is going to benefit from that. How fucking powerful. So it's getting out of your head with those bullshit memories and it's getting into your heart. So I need to, I'm going to go back to that moment and see all the benefits to it, see the balance to it, and which we can get to another time. If you're interested, just comment OMG uh, if you want to learn how to do that. Uh, get out of my head, get into my heart, feel the gratitude, feel the love. And that moment was a fucking gift because it showed me who I am. I'm not the type of person to make a commitment to someone and then break my word. I'm not that type of person. So that is my brain saying to me, hey, Mitch, here's a little reminder. Don't steal shit. Don't go into the club fridge and take a fucking Mars bar because you're hungry and not pay for it. And that's like, how powerful is that? So, Jesus, I feel like i um, been ranting uh, for a bit. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, I am going to get back to it and 
yeah, give me a uh, a comment, a like. Give me a fucking love if you've made it this far, if you're listening. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I feel like I haven't posted in here for a year, but it's really only been a week. So, well, actually, I think it's been like 10 days. Wow. And I didn't post my goals on the Monday. Ooh, slap on the wrist for Mitch there. But anyway, if there's anything you want help with, any topics, questions, feedback, comments on your mind, please, please do not hesitate to ask. I, uh, I would just be in my office reading my books and, uh, and writing and doing what I love and integrating all of my goals, all of the different areas of life into my one big, unique, unborrowed vision. And I suggest if you're in this group and you want to be better, then maybe you would like to do the same. So I'm always here to help and uh, keep living your fucking best life, figuring out who you are and what your unique vision is for the 18th time. So have an awesome day. Comment. Fucking hashtag replay. See you later.